Matthew 4, 12 through 23. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the, ter- in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that, it, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah may have been fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven was near to come. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called to them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. May God bless the reading of his word. So if we've been following the lectionary uh, the last few weeks uh, and doing the Gospels, we'd have heard a lot about John the Baptist. Uh, and I, I wasn't here, so I don't know how it went. But <laughs> John, we've been talking about John the Baptist in the lectionary line, in the, in the text, uh, who came proclaiming, repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. And uh, people would gather out in the wilderness near the River Jordan, and John would baptize them, and he had quite a following. And somewhere along the line, Jesus came along and said, John, I need you to baptize me. And John said, wait a minute, uh, you know, I'm not worthy of baptizing you. It should be you baptizing me. But Jesus said, no, i got to fulfill all righteousness. So John said, okay, if you say so. So uh, they baptized Jesus. And a dove, the uh, Holy Spirit descends like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. And then Jesus, now we're in chapter 4, Jesus goes out into the wilderness and spends 40 days uh, being tempted by the devil. That's a whole other sermon I won't get into today. But he spends 40 days out in the wilderness being tempted and, and facing down that. In the meantime, Matthew would have us, as we follow Matthew's narrative, it appears that John has been arrested by the soldiers of Herod Antipas, who was the tetrarch of Galilee at the time. So the picture I have in my head is that Jesus comes back from this experience in the wilderness to hear that John had been arrested. And that gave Jesus a little bit of pause. And we're told in Matthew that Jesus retreats from Nazareth and goes up into Galilee, into Capernaum, and hangs out there. So I think Jesus was a little bit nervous. John just got arrested for proclaiming the kingdom of God, drawing near and baptizing people. Now what do I do? 
and he withdraws. Capernaum was a good, a good place to go because there weren't any Roman garrisons there. It's a nice place to hide out if you're trying to avoid uh, some imperial trouble, if you know what I mean. So he withdraws into Capernaum. And Jesus has to make some choices. He has to deliberate for a little while. He has to think about this. John's no longer leading this fight. John is no longer the forefront of this, of this effort. John is no longer guiding this ship. What, what are we going to do now, Lord? It kind of reminded me of, <clears throat> at, the, at the beginning, the very beginning of the civil rights movement, uh, there was an effort in Alabama and Selma to register African Americans to vote. And uh, there was a lot of white opposition to that. And when a group of civil rights activists got up to protest about it in Selma, uh, Jimmy Lee Jackson was murdered by one of the police there. In response, the, uh, the group that was signing everyone up um, decided to march from Selma to Montgomery and go to the, to the seat of power in Alabama, go to the government and say, we want justice. Well, they gathered up around 500 people, and when they crossed the bridge out of Selma and into the next county, they were beaten senseless by, uh, by the authorities there. The authorities that had been rounded up, basically the sheriff said, I'm going to deputize any white man who comes around. And that's exactly what they did. And so they, they stopped this protest by uh, beating the hell out of everybody. Well, that's when Martin Luther King Jr. enters into the game and he says, you know what, we're going we're gonna to try this march again. And on March 7th of that year, they gathered up and they were going to march again. But there had been a, uh, an injunction put against, they tried, to get, they tried to get help from the government and tried to get a permit to do it. And the judge was hesitating. So there was an injunction against it. So it was an illegal march. And there was debate about whether they should do it. Well, they started marching and they got to the bridge. And there were, again, uh, police and semi-police, pseudo-police with clubs and riot gear waiting for them at the bridge. And Dr. King stopped and hesitated and led a prayer, turned around and went back. And they, they hesitated. They waited. It's probably good. A lot of people would have been hurt or killed that day. Uh, but they did eventually. The judge uh, gave them a permission. And so a few days later, they indeed uh, took the 54-mile march from Selma 
to Montgomery. This time, the police line the way to make sure weren't harmed or interfered with. But it, this story about Jesus kind of reminds me of that, of having to stop and take stock and wonder. It feels like everything's falling apart. I can imagine Martin Luther King Jr. boldly saying, we're going to let them stop us. But then looking at all of the people that are following him. <laughs> and remembering the bloodied faces of those who two days earlier had already gone and thinking, maybe we need to pause for a moment. But then they marched and they continued to march. And this, this began a whole bunch of marching. <laughs> it began in Montgomery, it began in Birmingham, it began all over the South. It exploded. And because of that, we have the Civil Rights Act and we have protections for uh, people of color. And even though sometimes it feels like we're back in Selma, uh, very often the law and history is on our side. Amen? Because they were emboldened and when the time was right, they stood up and went. Jesus faced this same dilemma. Do I... Do I continue the work that John has done? Do I, do I pick up the mantle that's been dropped now that John is in prison and Jesus ran to Capernaum, hid away in Capernaum in fear? It, where I, want you to, I want you to tap into the very human part of Jesus right now. I know I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking like Jesus is just another guy. But I want you to tap into that. I want you to experience the fact that Jesus was probably afraid for his life. Not sure which direction to go until he retreated into Capernaum. And there, the Holy Spirit emboldened him. And we are told from that day, Jesus started doing what? Proclaiming, repent. For the kingdom of God has come near same message John was saying. In other words, Matthew wants us to understand Jesus, even though John had been arrested, even though there was things to be afraid of, even though Jesus ran away a little concerned, Jesus took up the mantle and carried on the work of John the Baptist and in fact exploded it into something completely different, completely new, completely bold. Beyond anything John was even imagining. Jesus began healing people. Jesus began proclaiming good news of inclusion. of every. You are called into the kingdom of God. Good news of wholeness being returned to those who are broken. Uh, healing uh, for those who are wounded. And uh, sight for those who have failed to see and uh, uh, voice to those whose voices had been cut down. A whole new explosion of the kingdom of God came on the heels of this pause Jesus took. Reminds me again of Joshua who was... I, I, this is a side note. <laughs> Joshua is actually the Hebrew rendering, more or less, of the Greek word name Jesus. 
So Jesus and Joshua are kind of the same name. So it's, and, and there's a lot of similarities between Joshua, who came on the heels of Moses and was called to lead the people into the promised land. Uh, when God came to him in the first part of Joshua, Joshua's like, I'm not sure I'm equipped for this. God came to Joshua and said, uh, do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. Living into the kingdom of God. Following the ways of Jesus Christ. Doing the work of God in the world we live in today. Having a deep and active faith takes boldness in this day and age. It takes strength and it takes courage to face down those in riot gear, to face down the Romans, to face down Herod Antipas and the Jewish aristocracy that were going to try and stop your message, to face down all of the things that conspire to keep us down today. And, you know, it's easy to look around and and say, well, you know, we're facing down a a cynical world. We're facing down opposition from people who claim the name of Jesus. We're facing down a domination system that is designed to keep people down and designed to be racist and designed to keep black people in prison and designed to do all... We're facing down those oppositions, those things that are conspiring to pull us apart. Facing down a, a, a theology that says, well, everyone's excluded except gay people, except this person, except that person. We need to face those things down. But you know what? I, I also think it starts in here. We're, we're called to, with boldness, with courage, and with strength, to look within ourselves and to face down those things that are keeping us from becoming our whole selves, those things that, that grip us in fear. We are not what we are supposed to be. I know in my heart of hearts that I am not quite what I'm called to be or who I'm designed to be. And yet that person is in there and sometimes it's fear that is holding me back. Sometimes it's fear that, that I'll fail. Well, that's the devil talking. Face down that fear. Do not be afraid, but be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. Sometimes it's the guilt and the shame and, and, the, and the fear that people are going to see us for who we are. Scarred and marred and not perfect people. And yet God calls us to be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. Amen? We are called to a mighty task. A mighty task of transforming the world around us, yes. But a mighty task of finding that authentic self that the Holy Spirit has instilled within us and to live it out boldly with strength and courage. To live differently. To, to, to be the person we know in our heart of hearts we really want to be. And to do the hard work of of hanging of grabbing on to that person and living into that 
that life God has called us into. Not out of guilt and shame, not out of uh, a sense of, uh, I don't know what, your mother's voice in your head (laughs) telling you you're not good enough. But out of a desire to know that, that God is pointing you toward the fullest and best and most abundant life possibly ever have. And even though it's everything we want, it takes work and strength, boldness, courage. So I take heart that Jesus had fear about it, about living into his calling, about being the person God had created him to be. I find that comforting because you know what? I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know. Sometimes I, I wonder, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right track? I'm, what business do I have? All that kind of stuff. I'm no better than anybody else. Worse than some I've met. You know? <laughs> and yet, and I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid you're going to see that. I'm afraid I'm going to say something stupid or lead us all in the wrong direction and bankrupt the church or I don't know. We're all afraid. I know you're afraid. Do not fear. But be strong. Courageous. For the Lord our God as he went with Jesus and emboldened him goes with us. With you. And with me wherever we go. Amen? Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you that you empower us and inspire us and you you prod us and you expect us to grow and to stretch and to become. And you give us every tool and equipping that we need through the Holy Spirit to become that which you have called us to be. Help us to not let our fear or our shame or the voices that are telling us we're not good enough, don't ever let us let that hold us back. May we look to you, listen to your voice over all others. Tell us to be strong and courageous and bold. Thank you.